All right. Welcome back to the Sean Light Show, the Sean Light Podcast. I think that's what we're calling it. I think I was, t- was tentative about calling it the show because I didn't know how much of a show it was going to be. Uh, but I've committed to 365 consecutive days of podcasting, and this is episode number four. So let's fire it up. Only 361 more days to go. Uh, the one big thing here with this podcast, what we're trying to do is we're tr- really trying to teach people how to find success in their careers. Uh, I've, I've built 4A Health. Uh, here in New York to show specifically healthcare professionals, fitness, fitness pros, uh, athletic trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, how to succeed and find a tremendous amount of success in their career. But the principles that we teach apply everywhere. Uh, And what this podcast is about doing is, is about showing you, uh, teaching you strategies, teaching you techniques on how to make that happen in your own life and in your own career. Uh, but it's also about what I'm learning and what I'm working on right now. I have huge goals for my company. I have huge goals for myself. I want to, I'm always trying to break through to that next level. Uh, and this podcast is designed to show you in real time what I'm working on, how I'm building my course and how I'm actively trying to get myself to go to that next level. Something that I talk about all the time is consistent consistent effort over time is is how you are going to win whatever game that you are playing. And uh, podcasting for 365 days is a tremendous way to display and demonstrate and practice that consistency. But listening to the podcast for 365 consecutive days is also a great way to demonstrate that consistency. It's going to be quick hits. Uh, I'm looking at my screen right now and it says that I'm only even allowed to record up to 30 minutes at a time. Uh, So unlikely we're going to even go past that unless we start getting out to some more extended episodes. So you're going to have a quick hitter every single day when I release this at six o'clock in the morning, uh, New York City time. You have a quick hitter every day to uh, start pushing yourself in the direction of success, to start taking yourself to the next level. And you're going to find, you're going to hear in real time exactly what I'm doing to make that happen in my own life and in my own career with my company. Uh, So uh, that is the one big thing. If you're looking to learn anything more about what we do at 4A Health, uh, go to www.4ahps.com. That's the number 4ahps.com. What we have there is honestly, it's the best resource. I know I created it, so I'm a little bit biased, but it is the best resource for personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches on the planet. Uh, it is, we are creating tremendous amounts of success uh, for the members of our club and everybody who's uh, a part of the 4A community. So I encourage you all to go check that out. Today's episode, episode number four, uh, I proposed some questions. We got the mailbag, right? So I proposed, I proposed, I proposed a question on Instagram uh, and I said I was going to I said I was going to answer all the questions here. So uh, here we go. We got one question about youth fitness. They were hoping I would discuss some some of my thoughts on youth fitness. I think that youth fitness is an interesting topic. The reason I think it's interesting is because I'm not 100% sure that they should do it. I'm not sure that kids should be in the gyms and working out, like if you're trying to get to the NBA or the MLB or trying to reach a, you know, a professional sport or maybe something that would, that strength and conditioning would aid in that process. Uh, I think, I think it's most certainly helpful. Uh, but if that's not the case, like, I really believe that you should just be an active person. I don't think that you should be lifting weights. I don't think that you should be, you know, 
exercising and going through strength and conditioning regimens. When you're a kid, you should be out there having fun. Uh, I know that that a lot of personal trainers do work with kids, especially strength coaches. Uh, we're just going to sector off uh, athletic athletic training, uh, strength and conditioning for this for this chat because uh, obviously they're they're going to get to that level. They're trying to enhance their performance and enhance their careers. Uh, so that, that does make sense. We'll get to that in a second, but, uh, for just general fitness for kids that, you know, I personally, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense when I look at the way that the brain is developed. And when I look at the way that the body is, the body functions, you know, you realize that what you really don't want to do is create unnecessary stress. You don't want to create patterns that are questionable. You don't want to create, uh, you know, you don't want to create problems down the road. The one way to guarantee that that's not going to happen is to go out and have a ton of fun and try all sorts of different activities. Uh, you know, uh, the idea of a kid inside of a weight room going through a strength strength training program is not really something that I believe uh, is all that beneficial to the child. Uh, I think from the strength and conditioning sport side of it, if we're bringing that back into the fold. Uh, what I do think is that you you can benefit them. Uh, the whole stunting your growth thing, I don't buy that. I think that if bad if you have bad strength and conditioning, uh, that could be a problem for your growth and your development, no doubt. Uh, but it's just honestly with with kids, uh, I'm always so concerned about putting poor patterns into them. I worked in the NBA, I worked in professional baseball. I saw all of the best athletes that our planet has to offer, and most guys were coming into the NBA with very minimum minimal exposure into the weight room. Uh, if anything, it was a bad exposure to the weight room. I was always more thankful to have an athlete drafted to my team who had no weight training experience than, uh, than, than any, than a lot of strength training experience, mostly because the people with a lot of strength training experience were coming to me with just absolutely ridiculous patterns and, uh, just bad ideas of what, strength and conditioning takes. So, and then the, the final part, you know, component of this puzzle for me is that it's really tough to find a good strength and conditioning coach. It's really tough to find a good personal trainer. I have a lot of parents and kids reach out to me about, they want to hire a personal trainer in their area. And of course they believe that the person they're seeing is great, but the reality of, of our world is that they're probably not. There's there's very few. There's a very small percentage of our industry who is out there putting forth great effort uh, to make the best experience possible for their client to put out the best result and best products for their client. Uh, I think that's a very small percentage of the population. If you are a member of that population, you certainly agree with me. If you dis if you disagree with me, you're probably a member of the 99%. And that's just the cold hard truth of the way that this 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 whole uh, system works. And ask anybody who, who is in our camp at 4A uh, and ask them how many courses they've taken. We have 20 plus courses on our dashboard as we speak. Uh, and these are courses that our members are taking every single day because they want to get better. Have you taken, I think there's uh, a really strong percentage of personal trainers in the world who haven't taken 20 courses in their lifetime. Uh, and that's a real problem. So if, uh, you know, when, when I think about youth fitness, I think about kids and parents that have no concept of what a good strength coach is, what a good personal trainer is. And then I think about how there's a strong majority of 
personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches that don't have a good grasp or a good concept of what a good strength and conditioning coach is or what a good uh, personal trainer looks like. Most people that I, most trainers that I I'm exposed to in my presentations have no idea about the asymmetrical diaphragm and the asymmetrical organization of your liver and how that gen dramatically affects uh, the performance of an individual. Uh, 99% of the people that I'm exposed to in my presentations and my seminars have no concept of what's going on in between your ears inside of the brain. Uh, and that's, that's a real problem. So as a kid, uh, and you're going out to try to find that needle in a haystack. And, and I wish I had a bigger analogy than a needle in the haystack because it is so challenging to find somebody who really genuinely knows what they're doing that I think you're better off, uh, trying all sorts of different things. Uh, you know, if you want to work out, try, you know, don't stick to a routine, do all sorts of different things so that your body doesn't get used to, uh, some negative garbage that you're putting into your body. Uh, you know, I really believe that, uh, you know, I've recommended a lot of people just go get a class pass and try different classes because, uh, if you do that, at least you're going to be exposed to a lot of different things. As long as you're exercising safely, you're probably not going to drive, drive home a, a bad pattern. Uh, so, uh, that, that's my, that's my take on, on youth fitness. I don't think that I don't think that it is uh, all that important and all that necessary, and it's and it's really challenging for the parents and the children to find somebody who is actually worthwhile. Uh, and you know, we can even talk about why how uh, challenging it will be for anybody to convince them that they don't know. Fitness is one of those industries where everybody thinks they know what. Con constitutes a good fitness program or good strength and conditioning program. And if they don't, if it's not working, they believe that they're just supposed to work harder. And anybody who's probably listening to this particular podcast understands the problems with that and why that is not even close uh, to the case. So uh, that's my that's my take on on youth fitness. Uh, and let me know if you have any questions. If you have any questions, if you want, if you want me to answer some of these questions on the podcast, uh, shoot me a message over on Instagram uh, at slight twenty s light two zero. Uh, happy to do that. You can also email me. Go over to my website www.4ahps.com uh, and submit anything that you want. Lady Rebecca asks. <laughs> What's in your hair, guys? I, I I use I use a special a specialty product inside of my hair. Uh, this is something that I learned during my time in professional baseball. This is if you ask anybody in the pro baseball world, they will tell you they have heard this before, and a lot of people do this. I actually use body lotion for my hair. Uh, the reason I use body lotion is because uh, if you use if you use gel, if you use hairspray, uh, if you use any of the products that I've tried in the past, either they leave your hair crunchy and, and like just not good, uh, or they leave your hair just, there's not enough stick. And I gotta, I have a, I have a thick head of hair. Uh, so this body lotion, what it does is it has really good hold, but it also doesn't leave your hair crunchy. You can still run your hand through your hair and it's not going to, it's not going to be a challenge. You can get your hand out. It's not going to be super crunchy. So, uh, that's the trick guys. If you, if you haven't tried it, don't don't knock it until you've tried it because it is uh, it is it is extremely uh, effective. All right, next question we got here is from at Glenn Performance. He would like to know, or maybe she would like to know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, would like to know the defining stages of my career to date. The defining stages of my career to date were probably 
pre-career when I was trying to decide uh, where I was going to go and how I was even going to break into the industry. Uh, for those of you who have followed me for, for a while, in 2010, I graduated from college with a degree in print journalism. And my and my I was a substitute high school history teacher. I was, I was an intern journalist for a little bit. And then I went to, I ended up, I ended up linking up with the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, for my first ever job. Uh, what an incredible first job. But it was literally because I sat down and I emailed every single strength and conditioning coach in professional baseball. Uh, and whoever answered me, I ended up getting three interviews out of that with the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and the Mets. I was offered the job for the Mets and the Diamondbacks, and I ended up with the Diamondbacks. So I would say that pre-career uh, was like stage number one when I was trying to figure out how to even just break into that. Uh, and then I'll call, let's call the next phase, the fire hose phase, where I was just getting force-fed uh, information, science, anatomy, just literally trying to drink out of a fire hose. It was ridiculous uh, trying to understand that. And it was uh, there was times when I was embarrassed. There was times when I had no idea what I was doing. There, I, for the first part of my career, I, I tried to get by on strictly energy and presence inside of the weight room. I tried to just be energetic, do more things than everybody else, like clean up the weight room, pick up the weights, uh, try to like spot people just to make it look like I was doing something because I didn't really have much value to add. So the fire hose phase uh, was was definitely like right in the beginning. I would call probably. I'll probably call it my entire first year with the Diamondbacks where I really just didn't understand uh, anything for that matter. And I was just kind of listening to what they were telling me to do and just doing that and just trying to catch up and learn some stuff along the way. Uh, so we got pre-stage, we got fire hose stage. Uh, and then I'll call after that, I'll just call it the organization, the organization stage where uh, I was trying to learn more. I was trying to uh, organize all of the things that I needed to know and organize them away. And then, so let's call it the organize, organization and action phase of my career where I was trying to put it all together and start climbing up the ladder and start learning more and understanding what everybody was talking about. So I wasn't the weight room idiot anymore. You talk to anybody who uh, was with me at the, during the Diamondbacks days. Literally knew nothing. Uh, literally knew nothing. Uh, the first, my first year, and it, it took a lot of took took a lot of effort on my end to organize that and compile it and try to figure out what it was that I needed to know. After that, uh, I would say that there was a brief period, maybe a year's worth of comfortable uh, after that, where I was let's call that my second year with the Diamondbacks, where I had done a lot of work. I had done a lot of. I felt like I was pretty. I was pretty well up to speed with what they were doing. I felt like I could manage uh, myself in the weight room. I felt like I could manage myself with my uh, my colleagues. I felt like I could manage myself with you know in meetings and participate and have that. And I got comfortable and I didn't really take money many classes. I didn't really uh, try to push the envelope after that year. Uh, and then I was called out by that. The, you know, the beauty of working for the Arizona Diamondbacks was that they have this uh, review process at the end of the year, where they objectively everybody in the, on the staff reviews you and tells you what you did good, what you did bad, and just kind of general comments. And I got that was the one year there where I got I got bad reviews, and and people were just kind of you know there were more than one people talking about how I. Uh, I had seemed like I had gotten comfortable and complacent and they were right. Uh, I, I, I had gotten to that page. So it was kind of like an awakening of, of how that was going to play out for me. 
But then after that, let's call that the climb. This is the next phase. That, this is the first uh, phrase that came into my mind here. With, with the climb, it was understanding what needed to get done, understanding where I wanted to be. I knew that I either wanted to, I wanted to be in the big leagues, either in the big in Major League Baseball, the NBA, NFL. Uh, didn't really have any interest in the NHL. I've just never been a hockey guy. Uh, and I understood that that's where I wanted to be, and I was going to go after that at all costs, do anything I could to make that happen. Uh, and, and that's what I did. I took, I doubled down on courses. I doubled down on network. I probably, probably 10 X down on networking, uh, and started climbing my way. Uh, this was probably the case for two straight years, this phase of the climb. Uh, and then I don't even know what I would call the next phase of my career. When I got to the Lakers, uh, I worked just as hard. I certainly did not get comfortable. I was in the facility every single day. You ask the people who were in there with me. We had neuro diagrams up on the wall. I was in there every single day, photocopying neurology textbooks, trying to take things to the next level. Uh, and then, you know, I, I would say that that's probably still in the climb phase. I think a lot of people would think that maybe being with the Lakers would be like the realization phase. And uh, I, I didn't quite, I wasn't quite there with, with that process uh, yet. I don't think I was at realization. I was still working super hard. Um, and then after the Lakers, I would say that I don't even know what I would call that. Maybe the the idiot stage, the naive stage as I started my company, I had no idea I had no idea what it takes to be successful, at least at the level that I wanted to be successful. I knew that I wanted to be in the education space and help trainers get to that level, uh, but I didn't I don't think that I really understood what it was going to take to really elevate myself uh, and become the person that I wanted to be. Uh, so I definitely thought it was going to be a lot easier to get people to sign up for courses, to get clients, to get et cetera, just based off of me being the former strength and conditioning coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, that was not the case at all. I always tell people, and they're surprised to hear it, how, how little people actually cared uh, that I was I had worked for the Lakers. Like it was a cool anecdote, but it didn't get anybody to reach into their pocket and pull out their wallet to pay me for whatever my service actually was. And that was a big moment for me. And then I would say uh, that phase probably lasted up until a year and a half ago. And then I hit, uh, I like this. Then I hit, quote, the awakening where I realized what it took. I realized how challenging all of this was going to be, the commitment that I was going to have to have, the detail I was going to have to have, the faith that I was going to have to have, the absolute relentless pursuit of excellence on my own behalf, uh, which was ultimately going to lead to my company, uh, really started in probably February of 2019. Uh, that was the birth of the 4A Health Club. Uh, that's when I started that process and started developing that system and that that resource. Uh, and uh, it's just been a massive growth from from that from that date to where we are now. I would actually I would actually say that early this year in 2020, uh, let's call it the accelerated awakening phase, where I just. I'm just, I just took it to a new level. Uh, I don't even know, like I'm, I'm 
heavily invested in uh, Napoleon Hill material right now. I'm heavily invested in Tony Robbins material right now. I just finished uh, his seven day comeback challenge here. Is we're uh, we're at the end of June here in 2020 finishing up the coronavirus quarantine uh we're i mean we're still kind of in the middle of it but uh, you know we're 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 a couple months deep let's put it that way uh so he was he did a seven-day challenge to get people back into into uh, help them grow their business back and uh what he was really doing was he was promoting his unleash the power within seminar that he's going to do virtually at the end uh or in the middle of july which is roughly two little over two weeks away right now and uh, so we did that. So I did the seven day challenge. I'm heavily invested in that. I'm going to the Unleash the Power Within a virtual seminar. I'm going to go to a live course as well uh, once once everything's up and running again. And I'm just you can't even imagine. I'm, I'm you cannot even imagine how aggressively I'm pursuing personal excellence, uh, which will parlay itself over into my company's excellence as well. Uh, it is so I think those are probably the most defining stages of my career. If we can run through them again, we got uh, the beginning was, oh gosh, I don't even remember the names. It's been, <laughs> it's been like eight minutes. I don't remember the names. Uh, but the beginning where I didn't know anything, uh, then I was the, it was fire hose stage, then it was comfortable, then it was then it was the climb. Then it was, you know, I don't, again, I don't know what that first one, maybe comfortable idiot, naive stage, uh, then acceleration. And then now we're at like, or no, I'm sorry. Then it's, then it was awakening. Then it was, now it is advanced awakening and accelerated awakening. And I'm just going at hyper speed trying to make all of this happen. So uh, I think those are the defining stage of my career. Uh, I got to, I got to level with you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about my explanation there. I think those are really good, really good, uh, really good stages and really good, uh, really helpful hints of how this, how this has all worked out for me. <sighs> okay. We got one more question in here uh, from one of my old diamondback buddies, uh, Eric Meyer chick. Uh, he wants to know about eating habits and diets. I have a lot of thoughts on eating habits and diets. I mean, I think diets in particular are kind of bogus. Uh, I, I've, 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 there's a course inside of the Fourier Health Club called Eating for Cellular Health, where I outline what I believe to be proper nutrition. I believe it to be the only diet that you should ever be on. I don't think that you should uh, be on the Atkins diet or the keto diet or the, you know, I don't know. I don't know what other diets are. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But the Mediterranean diet, you know, that's one of them. I don't think that you should be on any of these. Uh, I think you should just be on the the whole foods diet. I think you should just be eating good quality food that is supporting your the health and the function of your cells. So at that at you know at that point, I think that you should be have some understanding of what it takes to have cellular health, uh, and then be eating for that. That's what we should be on. I mean, obviously, I understand the challenges and uh, you know the world that we live in. That may not be super possible, but. You know, this is uh, this is how human beings were designed. So that's what I think. As far as like changing your eating habits, because right, this is what people really want to know. How do I get to the point where I can actually uh, change my eating habits? Well, I think at the beginning, we, we kind of got to go back to what we talked about in a previous episode uh, of the warrior, the magician, and the subconscious mind. Uh, specifically, you know, when, when you're eating like crap, you you got you gotta you gotta awaken the inner warrior a little bit, your mental toughness and and 
punch through that a little bit to uh, make that first decision, right? Because uh, once every good decision makes the second, the follow-up decision a little bit easier to do. So you got to, you got to use your mental toughness to just plow through that first and, and really just make a decision to improve a little bit, right? Just start, just start with anything and then let the momentum build. I think most people know what they're supposed to eat uh, for, for the most part without getting super complicated. They know that ice cream is bad and vegetables are good. Um, it's just a matter of making that happen. I think that there's, there's a lot of social pressure involved with nutrition uh, to eat properly. You know, I find myself uh, having to exercise a little extra mental toughness uh, when I'm out in social settings to, because of you know, the social dynamics of nutrition. So, uh, you know, as I think this is probably something that I should cover at a little more length than, than, uh, than just answering a question here. And let's, let's Eric Chicky, uh, my guy, let's, let's dedicate an entire episode to this. Uh, and we'll do that. We'll do that here soon to, to, uh, cover a little bit more specifics about my thoughts on diet, uh, and what you should do and you know how to get yourself to get rolling on that stuff. So, uh with that said, this was this was an enjoyable episode, really easy, really easy for me to come up with content uh since you guys are doing it and I please encourage you and I ask you uh, if you have questions, stuff that you want me to talk about, feel free and please uh, shoot me a message and and we can talk about anything on here. Like I said, we have got 365 consecutive days of podcasting here. We're on episode number 4. So we got a long way to go, a lot of ground to cover, uh, and I'm going to be talking about what what it is that I'm doing every single day to try to grow my company and grow myself as a human being. So uh, le- reach out to me. Uh, head on over to 4ahps.com. That's the number 4ahps.com to learn more about what we do over at 4A Health. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m., bright and early, uh, with episode number five. Have a great day.